You are listening to the Daily Best of Rick and Bubba. This is one hour of fun from the show this morning. Don't worry, you can still catch the entire show on your favorite podcast app. And you can watch the Daily Best of Rick and Bubba on Blaze TV. Enjoy the Daily Best of Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It is seven and a half minutes past the hour go. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler. Uh, all here and ready to go. Speedy, Greg, and Helms are giving you a kickoff hour. Eddie Van Adler settles in to uh, get the YouTube experience uh, rolling uh, live today. Uh, and then also you can catch uh, a full archive on our YouTube channel as well. A full archive of the uh, Daily Show also available audio only on the Rick and Bubba podcast channel. You can catch it live on our TuneIn app 24-7. You get archive shows and the live show. And America's boldest radio stations on the Rick and Bubba Radio Network uh, carry the show live uh, uh, all over the, the country in different markets. Uh, so that's, of course, available to you. Uh, Blaze TV uh, gives you an hour of the Rick and Bubba show every day on your Blaze TV subscription. Uh, and uh, all we're missing now is the Silver Tongue One, the man with a golden voice, professional lunch eaters, man of the year. The inventor of pizza and a cup, Shakespeare's worst nightmare, and the master of the King's English. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Bill Bubba Bussey! Howdy, Bubba. How about it? Good Friday, everybody. Good one right there, Bubba. That one right that there is, is a good, good one. one. That's a dandy right there. Uh, so, uh, Revelation song. Uh, I still love that documentary when the, the person who wrote that song said, uh, when I was writing it, I get a sense that, that it was one of God's favorites. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, it's right out of the Revelation. I mean, it, this, the, here's what here's what uh, what John sees. And he he, uh, he went to the cross for us today. He... he uh, he was before, he was here, and he is uh, to come. And, uh, you know, today's a big day for, for the entire world. Uh, when that it is finished, uh, the, the wrath of God was poured out. Uh, don't, don't ever buy into theology that, well, God just withheld his wrath. He, he didn't withhold it. He just poured it out on his own son. Yep. Because he, and, it's, and then the final wrath of God to eradicate all who oppose him and all sin uh, is still to come, uh, but the good news is when, when that wrath comes, if you have been redeemed by what Jesus did today and what he will accomplish, uh, um, what he did accomplish on Sunday when he walked out defeating eternal death, then that wrath will, will not come on you. You know, it, it is. And if you don't, uh, it will. Mm-hmm. It, it, I've always thought it's interesting that uh, that people all over the world and throughout time, you know, there's different religions. Mm-hmm. So there's a commonality that most people on some version want to believe or feel like there is a higher a higher calling, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I find it so unique for the Christian faith that it's so different in that the other faiths, you try to 
serve a God by working yourself back to them. And in Christianity, God worked his way back to us Mm -hmm. and did what we couldn't do. And I I think that's very unique and uh, a very God thing. You know? Yeah, I'm, I've heard it simplified this way. Yeah, is, I didn't really say that. No, well, no, but you, you know what no, I'm talking no, about. No, what, what you said was good. I, I'm just going to say, you know, you know how we all love little town bots. Yeah, we're in a sound bot world. But I, I've heard it say all the other religions say do. Uh, Bible believing Christianities are say done. Mm-hmm. It's it's already done. Yeah, and um, and you do have to emphasize Bible believing Christians now because if you don't, right? Uh, unfortunately, that word doesn't. It means a lot of things it shouldn't mean now. Uh, so, um, and he, he said today it is finished. It was paid for. Yeah. So, uh, Sunday had to be the greatest victory lap of all time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and Peter, and we, and we studied that, that archives out there, if you want to go and, and Peter seems to suggest, uh, in, in the epistles that he wrote, uh, that, uh, that Jesus goes and presents himself to the, the angels that went with Lucifer and tried to overthrow. And then of course, in, uh, in Genesis, it's documented in 6 that Satan tried his own version of God-man and God-men, and Jesus stands before them and says, he didn't do it. Yep. Uh, I, 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 I've accomplished it. Uh, and, uh, and and let them know that it's over and that they their, their doom is done, defeated. So, um, and, and then, of course, you know, you get to the, um, what do we do now? Uh, and that is now, what do you do with it? And and I will say this, Dean and Sarah, and so many people, when uh, we went through one of his books and we've had him on the show, they think we're talking about his wife, Dean and Sarah. Right. It's right. Dean N. Sarah is his last name, I-N-S-E-R-A. Right. It's, not, it's not a couple. He, he wrote he wrote, uh, he wrote beautifully in his book, The Unsaved Christian, and he said one of the things he had to learn about this weekend, and to a degree on Christmas Eve, too, uh, and of course, in the controversial of Christmas days, ever on the Lord's Day. Right. Uh, but right. anyway, what do we do? Uh, wow, I can't believe that was a tough question. But but anyway, so um, um, the um, he says that he had to learn as a young pastor that agnostics are not coming to church this Sunday. That's incorrect. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you go to a Ramadan service? Probably not. No. So he said that's not who comes. He says these seats that we have to pull out and extra stuff. It's cultural Christians, and I'm and I'm gonna say this because I was one. Okay, this is not me saying anything other than I've I've been this person. And he said the cultural Christian knows that he or she should go to church on Christmas, something around Christmas and something around Easter. They know that this tradition. So that's who comes. And he said so. We he said I started changing my messages on Good Friday if if you come to that, but mainly on Sunday. He said because I need to speak to the people who are not redeemed but walk around claiming they're redeemed. And I need to, to preach a message of, the, of, of, of the, the true standard of the gospel of Jesus' transformation of people. And I need to present that as opposed to I'm trying to stand up here and win somebody over to Christianity who is not a believer. He goes, that really isn't – that's not who fills these seats. He said, because if that was true, you'd still need some of those extra seats the next Sunday, and you never do. Right. He said, "These are people who come because they think it's tradition, and then they they're 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 fine. They they don't think they've done anything wrong. They, you know. And I was that person where I lived in this life of well, I believe the right things, so I must be going to heaven. But yet, you looked at my life and you see a life of deliberate perpetual sin. And I was not immersed in the church. I wasn't had no interest in being in church. 
uh, except on the traditional days that you know basically my parents would 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 make me feel bad if I didn't go with them. So he said, "That's the people that that you're going to see pile into the church this weekend. It's not agnostics going. I think I'll check out this Christianity." <laughs> he goes, and, "And so your message needs to be focused on waking up the delusional cultural Christian like I was." And uh, and and he said, "Because that's that's the extra people rolling in this weekend." And and uh, and and I thought that was a very profound statement yeah, and and very true. Yeah. He said he remembers thinking that his church had just like was going to double by by how many people came out. Right. <clears throat> and he said, not only the next Sunday did they not come back, I had less people than I'd had the Sunday before Easter. <laughs> wow. So something about the message was off, you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, <laughs> Because they all heard it and said, yeah, we believe all that. And then didn't then left. <laughs> we'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. All right, so we were just talking about this in the break. Uh, excited about this new movie that is coming out uh, called Nefarious. What, what a cool idea. Uh, our fellow, uh, fellow brother on Blaze TV, Steve Deese, uh, has uh, you know put this movie together and it launches nationwide in theaters on April the fourteenth. Nefarious. You may be like, what in the world is that? I won't give away the whole movie, but but listen to this cool idea, uh, and it's based on the book that uh, that Blaze TV's own Steve Deese wrote. Uh, if, if you want to find a good analogy, those of you that ever read uh, C.S. Lewis's book, The Screw Tape Letters, uh, this one is very similar. Uh, and uh, it, it's like interview with a demon. Uh, wh- here's what the story is. A psychiatrist is called to a prison to meet with a convicted killer who's about to be executed. And, of course, the psychiatrist is a uh, you know person who has no convictions, doesn't have a biblical worldview or anything like that, thinks all this talk about supernatural stuff is just a bunch of hogwash. But he goes in to interview uh, this, uh, this killer, uh, and the killer says to the psychiatrist that his name is actually a demon Name Nefarious. Now, of course, the psychiatrist thinks this is hogwash uh, and is trying to decide if the man is insane, pretending to be insane, whatever, but I won't give away the rest of it. Uh, but uh, it's a supernatural thriller. Uh, and if you are, are looking for a great movie, and, and if, if you're hearing this going, was well, this some kind of horror flick? It's not. Don't think that. It is a supernatural thriller, and certainly when you're dealing with angels and demons, there's a uh, there, it, it may uh, it may spook you a little bit. None of that's all that fun yeah. to, to deal with. But but we're not talking about some gory horror film. Uh, Nefarious opens nationwide on April the fourteenth. And if you'd like to find out more or go ahead and get your tickets, go to this website. Who is Nefarious? And that's n e f a r i o u s dot com. Who is Nefarious dot com? And make plans to go see it uh, when it opens uh, in theaters on April the fourteenth. Uh, so, Bubba, let's uh, let's talk a little bit. So, we just we th- this Title is, Nine is at the middle of all. Yeah, this. It, Title Nine is at the middle and, of, of all this, and, uh, and it was brought about Rick to protect and promote female athlete athletics and give the females a chance. And it does a lot of other things. I'm I'm really you know cutting this down to the bare bones. I was being a fan and proponent of female athletics. I was not really in favor of the way it started. Mm-hmm. Talking about I, Title IX. And, and I was not in favor of the way, at times, it was implemented. Correct. But in the concept, I was all behind. We do need to provide female sports. We do need to provide equal access and the ability to do that. Now, 
in these crazy cases like where uh, a, a baseball team at a high school, the parents would go in and raise money to build bleachers. But the girls' softball team didn't have the same bleachers, and a court would come in and tell them to tear it down. See, I think that's ridiculous. Right, yeah. That is absolutely yeah. <clears throat> ridiculous. That's not in the spirit or in the way that this should be done. It was, it was, talk, it was supposed to be talking about how the funds that were provided to the school through taxes were handed out, not what private booster clubs can raise yeah, for their own. Yeah, yeah. All, all that. See, right, right. <clears throat> I mean, you could have a female and, booster and again, club. You know? Again, the marketplace has some some importance in this it's just like the nba the 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 women that play in the wnba do not make the same that the men make in the nba because the nba brings in so much more money it's a and it's driven by market forces people more people want to watch it more people want to see it on tv so i mean some of that just has to to work itself out in the free market you can't artificially Right. Force that stuff because it, it it won't work out. Well, here's what I, I look. But, but the the, yeah. the concept Title Nine was to give the girls a chance to play these sports at the highest level. Correct. And and it and it revolutionized what was going on. I remember we when we started a girls basketball team at our high school, and I remember going to the early games and and the girls were not as good as the guys playing basketball. But over time they got a lot better. Oh, no And doubt. the games got a lot better. No, and no I enjoyed doubt. going. Saying I had relatives that played and friends that played, and yeah. you know then the teams would support each other, um, and and all of that was good. But now Title Nine, thanks to the Biden administration, is going to be used to crush female athletics. Under the guise of if you are a transgender female, you're covered under this. And the female athletes who are speaking out against this are are being run out of town on rails. But I mean, we they're had being to demonized and, and almost harmed physically. We had to protect Riley Gaines. Yeah. Yeah. Protect her physically. Yeah, for standing Yesterday. up for not rowdy games, but Riley, Riley games. Right. Right. Isn't right. it funny though that in, nah, the, you know the same it's sport, very close. You know? Yeah, but <clears throat> but I mean, so when you and then you have the Department of Education, which Bubba and I have been speaking out against for how long? Years. Well, since it started under Jimmy Carter. <clears throat> Remember, if you take money for the government, they own you, and the U.S. Department of of Education has proposed federal regulations that schools will not be allowed to adopt wholesale bans on transgender athletes that keep them from participating on the teams that align with their gender identity, not their biological gender. And, and when identity. you say identity, what do you mean? Do you mean someone who's had surgery nope. and, and has nope. chemicals? Nope. Or can I be a male? Can I pass the tallywhacker test? And I just get to go and be, play female sports? Well, in this case, you'd fail the tallywhacker test and, and, go, right. and, and go right. and still, and still like, go yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so. And harass the females in the locker room who are now going to have to change with males. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole... I, guys, I, I can't is, even believe it. It's like we have lost our cotton-picking mind. And here are things you're going to see. Transgender female, which means biological male, Brianna Gill has won the women's uh, tournament in Australia. Just step right out there and won it in golf. And um, and you're going to see this. We, we, we got a 12-year-old uh, that is a male that is going to compete against girls and is, has, has been uh, uh, allowed now to run girls track in West Virginia. <clears throat> Guys, I, it's, it's, every day I mean, we're gonna have these stories in stacks. Oh yeah! Listen, every day we practice from eleven to one thirty, and then at one thirty the women's team gets there mm-hmm. at UAB Division One tennis. This is mm-hmm. a Division One sport. Mm-hmm. Division One athletes. Do the do the, the, be- the best athletes in college? This mm-hmm. is the highest level they can go. 
our worst player would dominate. I mean, dominate the best player, and that's not taking anything away from them. No, it's incredible what they do. They on were the never court. intended to okay. try to be the best male athlete. But, they're supposed to be the best female but, athlete. But as a forty-five-year-old man, I can step on court with the ladies that are D one athletes and hit with them, compete with them, do it all the time, and I have no problem. But I can't hold a candle to our guys. Right. I step out there; it's doing no good for them. Right. Because not one thing. Because their body was designed to have a strength and a speed that that the female body was not designed to be able to accomplish. Absolutely. So, and and here is the and that that and but but then there's things that the female body was designed to do that men can't do. And for some reason, we don't want to celebrate. I don't that. even I don't know why that can't be celebrated. Equal but distinct. I know. And and physically is one of those distinctions. And so and and we've always acknowledged that, and we didn't even look at it as a negative. And now we've just gone off into this la la land. And you and Bubba were talking, and Bubba, you've mentioned it once before, uh, but it ne- needs to be mentioned again mm-hmm. because we're here. And since you both have coached tennis and played tennis. The males also play more sets than the women. In the Grand Slams, it's a best of five for the men and best of three for the women. There's a reason why. Right, and that's not a negative. No. Uh, Women's athletics uh, was was supposed to be able to flourish, and now the very people that claim to stand up for women are destroying women's athletics. And I want to know if y'all are going to let these politicians get away with it. Well, the way this will play out, because several states already have bans on this. Kansas, I think, was the one that passed one just like two or three days ago. So now this is going to come down, so now it'll go to the courts. Correct. And they'll argue about who has jurisdiction in this. And uh, the federal government's going to say because of interstate commerce, we do. The states are going to say it ain't spelled out in the Constitution, so we do. You're going to have every state's going to be different. As it works its way through, eventually it'll get to the Supreme Court, and Lord only knows what they'll decide. <laughs> now, and, and then those those that are transgender females, which means they're biological males, uh, they are, they have become such a militant group. Uh, I mean, they're out to get you if, if you don't give them what they want. Yeah. Uh, now, Adler has this video. Now, this is old, but people have brought it back up again because of these stories today. It was actually out on some social media yesterday. And this was the tr- transgender woman that went into. Is this UFC? I know it's not UFC. It's, it's that, M- MMA. It's MMA. That's mm-hmm. what I meant to say because UFC is actually the association, isn't it? Yeah. It's MMA, meaning these are people physically fighting. Mm-hmm. Now, this has already happened. It's been a few years ago, but it's a good example because when you start thinking about somebody can hit the tennis ball at me harder mm-hmm. than, than the women or somebody can hit the golf ball further, that's all bad. But what about when somebody can punch you in the face? Mm. Okay, mm. And, and so what's disturbing? And now listen to the little speech you get because this—I think the speech is important. What physically happens because now this speech makes more sense to me after the way they're behaving. Mm-hmm. Listen not only to what this transgender female, which is a biological man, he breaks the jaw of mm. the biological female that he's fighting, and then gives a trash talk speech. Mm-hmm. So I want listen to this. Fox taking the knees, and that's it. Felon Fox. Holy cow. Game over. Wow. And a quick finish to our first first women's $20,000 championship tournament fight. New winner, one knockout, Felon, Queen of Swords, Fox. How you feeling right now? I'm feeling excellent. That was sweet, huh? Did you like that? 
Yeah! No, you're dudes. And I want to tell everyone else, I'm coming in this, in this tournament. Every woman in this tournament better look out. I'm freaking coming. What in, I'm going. So Fallon Fox, to change your voice. Listen, a Fallon so, Fox sounds just like. Does a, he really go by Mr. Fallon Fox? Did you see that name? Uh, was, that, was, that, that, was that somebody messing around? Yeah, I mean, a, is, is that? Uh, really, and that was round one, by the way, of that fight. In seconds, <clears throat> yeah, was, yeah. Uh, shattered her jaw. Uh, shattered her jaw. Do you realize though? Do y'all realize the world you're living in? A biological man said, "I hope all you women out there know that I'm coming after you." Yeah, we, we, how about this? We used to arrest men for saying things like yeah, that. Yeah, I started to say that's, that's I mean, domestic violence. I mean, I mean, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fallon Fox actually did one time lose to a woman. Because Fallon Fox isn't even a good fighter. To Hel- Helms's point, yeah. Yeah. it's just a dude that can smash chicks. Yeah. yeah. And so Fallon Fox did actually lose one time to somebody who was a, a, a better skilled fighter. But all the other fights that Fallon Fox has had throughout their professional martial arts career, just destroying women because it's a dude. Yeah, we'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. So, uh, Bubba, coming up this weekend, another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, Blaze TV's own uh, Jason Whitlock, and we talked about Jason on the show yesterday um, after there was some controversy that was created that somehow Tucker Carlson and Fox News cut him off because of the things (laughs) he was saying. Uh, and uh, the thing that, that really hurts that case the most, and we talked to Jason about it in the podcast this weekend, is that Jason got to say everything he wanted to say. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like that he – and and uh, so I, I – and then – I think it was a simple case of the host lost uh, track of the time. I've been there. <clears throat> yeah, I, it I, happens. I, I, I've it been happens. there. I've done it. And, and, uh, and they went to commercial break. Uh, but anyway, uh, we did have a very good conversation with Jason Whitlock. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, I think you'll get uh, a lot out of this weekend's podcast, but, uh, th- there's a fun, there's a funny moment too, as well. Uh, and on, on this topic and, and really what, what he's talking, what he was talking about with, with Tucker Carlson and what we talked about here is he said, we're moving as a society to the place where the worldviews are becoming so polarized that we can't even find common ground. Yeah. I and, mean, and he's, there's a point where you just can't communicate yeah. and i think we're we're stomping all over it well yeah because <laughs> this is the thing you're getting to the point and we we talked about this with jason whitlock and there's also a great event coming up in nashville next week uh you know and, and we we certainly uh, buy into one of the biggest problems with our society is that uh, we we are sorely crying out for godly men to take their proper position in our society but anyway um as we say disciple men change everything but and I know that's unpopular in some circles, but it's biblically sound. Uh, but but as you, he, you know, the thing is when you're trying to find common ground, okay. And I'm all for trying to find yeah. common ground. Yeah. I don't want to be in battle all the time or at odds. I, I mean, it's not a lot of fun. I don't enjoy that, and and it'll punch your fun zone. Yeah. In a minute. But what happens is is that it it's and we've said this about overplaying your hand. You know, it's never enough. And even when you look at this current situation with dealing with, you know, the current movement in our country is remember the first thing that was brought to to those of us that may have a biblical worldview. And there's some things that we just cannot because of, of you know, if we're followers of Jesus 
and we have left our own authority. We're now under his. He says, if you truly love me, you'll obey my commands. Is that, is that biblically sound? Yes. Mm-hmm. He, those are his own words. John mm-hmm. 14, you can go read it for yourself. And he said it other places. So, Told so, it to Peter. So if that's the case, okay, then when you take us to a place where we have to choose him or you, we're going to choose him. And, and that's what we've been told. And that's not because we hate you. That's because we are devoted to him. Um, and uh, your problem isn't with us, it's with him. Well, remember in the very beginning, and this is this is how it always works, it was just, hey, how come two men can't just get married? I mean, why, why, I mean how can y'all just not, you know, just, just stop being against that? You know, and you go, well, okay, I mean, you know, you – Y'all want to have some of the same advantages that marriage, legal marriage brings to couples, and, and you give a little bit on that. And, but now you look, it's never enough. It, 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 you, you never, it's kind of like our flesh, and that's the way sin is. It's never satisfied. Never. That's why we've seen over and over and over again, all the way back to Solomon, and it continues today, these people that have been given the worldly opportunity however it was accomplished, that they can have everything their flesh desires, everything the world says you should want, and they have as much of it as they can stand, and they're miserable because they don't have Christ. They don't have peace. And so I don't know how many times. So your flesh, my flesh, same, our sin nature will never say I'm good. (laughs) Never. Okay? Sadly. Yeah, and and so you better be looking for something that truly satisfies, and that is redemption. I can I can tell you that my life, when I have when I was redeemed, my life didn't get any easier. In some places, it got even harder. But I have a supernatural peace that is unlike anything I ever experienced when I was not redeemed. Not even close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and um, and so, um, gosh, I was reading Luke eight today when Jesus was basically telling us what what. Look, I've come to redeem you. You got to stop being so worried and anxious about everything. <laughs> I mean, do you not realize that 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 I'm gonna take care of what really matters? What are you so anxious about? Stop worrying. Uh, and he, and then he uses the example. He goes, "You see these birds? They look worried. You don't think you're more valuable than a bird?" And uh, and and so uh, so anyway, we we are headed to all this being resolved. But um, when we get to the place where we're pushed. And, you know, and, and in America, see, we, it took us longer to get pushed there in our lifetime. But around the world, uh, the church has always eventually been pushed by the adversary to a place where, the, where we have to decide whether we're going to stand with Christ or we're going to compromise for the world. And we're there, again, on this topic. And that doesn't mean that you hate anybody, you dislike anybody. Now, if some of you have that attitude, you're wrong, uh, you know, because people that I love dearly, don't agree with me on this. I love them dearly. I, I would give my life for their redemption, okay? But I'm, I, I stand with my Lord and my Savior against all who oppose him, and I don't even care who that is. Right. And Jesus told us that, uh, and, uh, and that that would be, I think that's in Luke 14. Uh, he told us that probably that could happen. Yep. You know, and well, so it's going to. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so let's not be surprised by it, meaning we let it tear us down. And especially we take away this. Here's what we need to be thinking about on this Good Friday as we roll through Resurrection Day is that everybody that may, that is out there right now, you can be redeemed. Everybody. 
and 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 if if we repent and we turn from our sin, no matter how we much we think that sin may own us, and I've been there. Okay, I remember thinking, I don't know that I want a life without all this, even though it was destroying me. That's how ridiculous that was. I was thinking, but I don't know that I can live without this. And that was my flesh talking and my spirit was dead. But when I when I turned, you know, from my sin, that's what repentance is. You're turning and I turned to Christ and I just said, I can't redeem myself. Mm -hmm. I can't I can't save myself. Only you can. And I acknowledge that you can. I believe that my whole life, but now I'm ready to submit to it. I, like like Jason talks about this weekend with us, I had no problem with you being a savior. That sounds pretty good. I was being pretty ignorant, ignorant to the point Bubba's made many times on what that what you must be saving me from something. Right. And what I'm trying to do is have you a savior while not letting you save me from it. Yeah. And okay. And so then I go, oh, this is what you're saving me from. Oh, and 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 but but I got to leave my own authority. I can't just do whatever I want. And then I repent, which means I turn from that, and I leave faith in self because we're saved by grace through faith. But that's a faith of action, and I and I, I place faith not in myself but solely in Jesus. And I say only you can redeem me, and I acknowledge that I'm in need in need of redemption. And no matter what it is that I think I can't seem to get out of my life, I can't. But I know you can. I know you're so powerful that you can transform me. I'll even acknowledge Jesus. I'll acknowledge. And some of us need to acknowledge this. I don't love you. I don't. I know that you love me because I, I'm today I'm looking at the cross. But I, I look at my life and I can tell I don't love you because you said if I loved you, I'd be obeying you, and I don't. So, But I know you can teach me to love you. Okay? Show me how to love you. So as best I know how, I turn from my sin as best I can understand. With all sincerity in my heart, I desire for you to redeem me, and I desire for you to change me. And I and I acknowledge you that you will now be my Lord. I won't I won't be my own authority anymore. And I turn from my sin, and I turn from you, and I ask you to save me, and please redeem me. And Scripture tells us that only God knows, and you know if you're sincere about that, and if you are, that he'll justify you. That, that means you've been redeemed. And then the process which some of us need to get started on He'll sanctify you, and he'll transform you into something new through abiding in him, which means to make a decision to remain in him, to act in accordance with him. And throughout the years, I mean, there's things that I thought I would never leave my life that are gone. I didn't do it. I didn't establish some new self-control or you know, new commitment. He did, I, just, I, just, I just immersed myself in him. And, and now he's become greater than anything else in this world. I have to pretend to care about anything else just so I can have some friends, okay? And, uh, and, but I promise you, everything else pales in comparison to him. And, so, and, and that doesn't happen overnight, so don't hear me say that. It's still, it's still working. But justification can, and sanctification is going all. And then there'll come a day when he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna return for his church, or you're going to die, and when that happens, then you'll be glorified. And you, you won't be battling this, this sin nature anymore. And that's what today and in, in this weekend is all about. And, and so what you're seeing in the world is the world screaming to us, compromise him, compromise him, compromise him. You're awful if you won't compromise him. But if you'll adopt the right attitude, we aren't against those who oppose Jesus as far as hating them. We just love him. And then they've chosen to oppose him as we stand with him. And, you know, once you get there, you kind of understand. We really don't have any other choice. Yeah. Really. And so I'm immovable on that. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's things in, 
in my life because of him and my devotion to him, I'm immovable. And that's not because I hate people. It's actually because you love them. Because they need the same thing we needed. I acknowledge I needed it. Like, what did we say? The redeemed are just beggars showing you where the food is. (laughs) We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. We're back uh, 23 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is the number. Uh, We will, uh, as uh, we do, um, be playing all the historical moments that uh, we as Bible-believing Christians are celebrating this weekend. Today, Good Friday, Resurrection on Sunday. Uh, And we'll, uh, we'll play that back for you coming up in the next segment. Uh, so uh, those of you that normally catch that every year as part of your celebration and reflection and remembering, we will do that. All right, so CNN, um, we'll, we'll play some of this. CNN, uh, you know, we talked about Biden's approval rating right now is at a whopping 44%. Um, and uh, CNN is actually going to, I don't, I think that maybe some, I know that CNN's got new ownership and all that, but I think also it may be, that uh, they don't want Biden to run again because they're starting to get more and more truthful about him. And if you're a Democrat, you really don't want him to run again. But, uh, but anyway, so uh, because and you and nobody with a, a mind that works correctly, unlike the president now, sadly, uh, really believes he can serve a second term. No, no. nobody really believes that. I don't. I don't, I don't think. think he's serving a first term. Yeah, but here it is. Here's CNN telling the truth about Biden's approval rating and why it is so low. Here we go. And then we looked at his overall approval on some of the major issues of the day. And I think what's interesting here is the economy, 37% approval, immigration, 35%. He's underperforming his overall job approval on a slew of issues, only on the environment. At 46% approval, does he actually overperform that overall 42% job approval? So his biggest place is the environment, and he's still only at 46%. So and, and he's he's even underperforming on other issues yeah, based mm-hmm. on the average, which yeah. is really incredible. And then the thing that we've been saying, of course, again, we have a biblical worldview, which you you know pretty clear here on the program, that maybe this climate change thing is something more tied to the falling creation <laughs> and the way the earth has been responding with extremes throughout its existence, however old you think it is, and that mankind has very little, if anything, to do about it about changing worldwide climate. Just think about what I'm saying. Uh, but anyway, so now uh, CNN may be telling the truth without really knowing it, because guess what? <laughs> yeah, think about what you're going to hear. Think about man. what you're going to hear. The weather's slowly changing on Jupiter and Uranus as well, uh, other planets. So here we go. NASA has new images showing how the weather on Jupiter and Uranus is changing. Take a look at these. The large smog-like circle hovering over the North Pole of Uranus appears to be much brighter compared to eight years prior. NASA says that several storms are gathering near the circle's edge as well. And on Jupiter, check out this image from January on the right. The planet's great red spot, which actually is a gigantic storm, is the smallest that it's ever been on record. But overall, storm activity on the planet has increased, which is visible in both images. 
So and and look, we're now wait we're, who, wait a minute. Is somebody driving an SUV right, on those planets how, causing how, that change? How's, how how are human beings in climate on two other planets? Is there a storm on Uranus, Greg? I knew you. That, you know, I know. Is that not what she said? I, I know. We, we I know didn't, that we didn't cover the story the other day <laughs> because I didn't want to hear Greg say that fifty times. Right. <laughs> the people who actually are in charge of naming the planets are are seriously looking at changing that name. Probably they got they, yeah. they go. We yeah. just can't. Did you the, hear? The, the comedy we just can't Probably get everybody to, to and, let up and there's it. something about the english accent made it even more funny we can't let this name stand no we, we, we i don't to, even know how it got off the launching we, pad. right we got to change I mean, this I, name yeah. well we, it's a problem because you know we've had people with phallic names and i've, I've kind of investigated this before and their parents will say it wasn't a bad word when we named that's that, correct. that, that that's society true. made it a bad word so, later on decades but, later but always, anus has always, always been around it's always yeah, this, has been, a, yeah. this well, has been a scientific yeah, it's been word. around for a long time i think like it, i think that it may we may be mispronouncing it too I think I hope we, so. we discussed that in the kickoff. I, I think it may be Uranus, but I've never heard anybody but say I, that. I've never heard ever, weird. ever. <laughs> but I mean, how do you, you know, how do you come up with it? Rick, things? we were talking earlier. We know like these Pluto's available now. So yeah. you know. when they when they have meetings and Uranus comes up, you know that for a second they go. Oh yeah, you know, because I, I mean you can't help it. You get that look on your face, every, elbow your butt, and go. Yeah. Well, that's the reason why every biological male in the room, mm-hmm. when when some when somebody tries to be serious and says like heard with a very serious yeah. voice. Yeah. Yeah. Here, look, oh, here he's it is. dying to play it again. Okay. Here, let's let's see how she says it. Here. The large smog-like circle hovering over the North Pole of Uranus. <laughs> Sorry, that just, sounds like what? a bad day. Well, how about this? <laughs> Better see a doctor. Well, you, well, you know, you know what they said. I'm not eating cheap Mexican. Uh, but, 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 hovering <laughs> over the North Pole. But, but, think about it. How about this? Why can't we hear that without laughing? That's the key. Uh, why, why can't and that's what I made. I, I, I made would like point. to be able to do that. I've Rick. tried to work through it, and I've made no progress. We none. have none. Some of the most no progress. None. Serious professionals at NASA who actually listen to this show and Bubba can vouch for that mm-hmm. yeah. and I guarantee you they can't get out of a meeting that that's mentioned <laughs> no. and they don't smile no. they, they we to gotta change the name yeah. if we wanna seriously talk about that planet we gotta change the name I applaud her for working through the teleprompter and, and getting through it with no giggles yeah. or no well you know smile. why they brought a female in because <laughs> right. she won't be silly about yeah. it yeah. it's true you know, you, they, you know why there's not a male anchor right there because right. he couldn't do it you're yeah. right, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Probably right. The large smog like circle hovering over the North Pole of Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> and look, this is this is space and, and science, so Bubba doesn't want to laugh at it because yeah. he wants us to be more serious about <laughs> look, it. Look, look. <laughs> but how about this? The bigger topic is this. There's climate change going on on these two planets, and and there's no human beings there. That and the fact that we got truth tellers on CNN now. <laughs> I know. What a weird day it is. <laughs> Bottom of the hour. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Jesus. Thirty-five minutes past the hour. Good Friday edition of the Rick and Bubba show, and as is tradition, on the Good Friday edition for many many years, uh, we reflect on what uh, God did through his son, Jesus Christ, uh, today and uh, the resurrection on Sunday. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. 
and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So this day shall be to you a memorial, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. The Gospel according to Mark. Immediately in the morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council. And they bound Jesus, led him away, and delivered him to Pilate. Then Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? It is as you say. And the chief priests accused him of many things, but he answered nothing. Do you answer nothing? See how many things they testify against you? But Jesus still answered nothing, so that Pilate marveled. Now at the feast, he was accustomed to releasing one prisoner to them, whomever they requested. And there was one named Barabbas, who was chained with his fellow rebels. They had committed murder in the rebellion. Then the multitude, crying aloud, began to ask him to do just as he had always done for them. But Pilate answered them, Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priests had handed him over because of envy. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd so that he should rather release Barabbas to them. What then do you want me to do with him, whom you call the king of the Jews? So they cried out again. Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more. So Pilate, wanting to gratify the crowd, released Barabbas to them. And he delivered Jesus, after he had scourged him, to be crucified. Then the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium, and they called together the whole garrison. And they clothed him with purple, and they twisted a crown of thorns, put it on his head, and began to salute him. Hail, King of the Jews! Hail, King of the Jews! Then they struck him on the head with a reed, and spat on him. And bowing the knee, they worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, they took the purple off him, put his own clothes on him, and led him out to crucify him. Then they compelled a certain man, Simon the Cyrenian, the father of Alexander and Rufus, as he was coming out of the country and passing by, to bear his cross. And they brought him to the place Golgotha, which is translated, place of a skull. Then they gave him wine mingled with myrrh to drink, but he did not take it. And when they crucified him, they divided his garments, casting lots for them to determine what every man should take. Now it was the third hour, and they crucified him. And the inscription of his accusation was written above, the King of the Jews. With him, they also crucified two robbers, one on his right 
and the other on his left. So the scripture was fulfilled which says, And he was numbered with the transgressors. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, Aha! You who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also, mocking among themselves with the scribes. He saved others. Himself he cannot save. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross, that we may see and believe. Even those who were crucified with him reviled him. Now, when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Hello, Lama Sephatini, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood by when they heard that said, Look, he's calling for Elisha. Then someone ran and filled a sponge full of sour wine, put it on a reed, and offered it to him to drink. Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and breathed his last. of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. So when the centurion who stood opposite him saw that he cried out like this and breathed his last, he said, Truly this man was the Son of God. <laughs> there were also women looking on from afar, among whom was Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the Less and of Joses, and Salome, who also followed him and ministered to him when he was in Galilee, and many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. Now, when evening had come, because it was the preparation day, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent council member, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, coming and taking courage, went into Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate marveled that he was already dead, and summoning the centurion, he asked him if he had been dead for some time. So when he found out from the centurion, he granted the body to Joseph. Then he bought fine linen, took him down, and wrapped him in the linen. And he laid him in a tomb which had been hewn out of the rock, and rolled a stone against the door of the tomb. And Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joses observed where he was laid. Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen, and they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away. 
for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him, as he said to you. So they went out quickly and fled from the tomb, for they trembled and were amazed. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. And when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. After that, he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. Happy Good Friday. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Let's start with uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Someone else named Bubba uh, uh, is, is going to be standing by. So, Bubba's uh, Unite. B- Bubba's Unite. So, Bubba, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Well, good morning, guys. I appreciate hey. your show. Uh, I've been a, a listener for uh, more than five years, less than ten years. Well, thank you. Love it. And uh, happy Good Friday to you. Appreciate all y'all do. I'm curious, every morning you guys or Rick, you do an introduction to Bubba to get him onto the field. What is the history behind that, and has it morphed over the years? I'm just curious. It has not morphed. It's exactly the same. Um, it, it, uh, it, Bubba, in the, I guess it was in 93, Bubba was a reoccurring character on the show. Uh, he was the engineer at the studio where the show was being done, and so when he would come in to do commentary, including Good Old Boy Theater, that's how I would introduce him. So when we came in 94 and said, let's make it a two-man show with two hosts called Rick and Bubba, uh, we just kept it. So, I mean, is it any all more right. comp- I appreciate it. It, it, it really has not changed at all. No, it's, it's ex- exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, we continue. Jeremy, welcome. <laughs> and a year before that, I was trying to convince Rick to come to our radio station. Yes, I remember that. And had several failed attempts. Yep. yep. <laughs> the, the Lord moves in his own time. Uh, Jeremy, it's go ahead. It's really so weird, all of it. It really is. Super hey. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey. I've um, also been listening for a long, long, long time. And I just wanted to call in and say, look, we love the Adler uh, episodes. Anytime you can get him uh, more time, we we love it. We love anytime you can feature Adler. We think he's hilarious. So I'm just dropping the hint. More you, Adler. You more know, you, Adler. I more can, Eddie Van Adler, baby. 
I can wow. I can tell since his parents have retired, his dad has a lot of time. Thanks, dad. Yeah, yeah. 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 Good to hear from me, Pop. Thanks, Dad. I love you. I love you so much. Thank you for your unconditional love. All those times I messed up growing up. Thank you so much. Right here on right here on Good Friday. But it's chocolate sprinkles, guys. You chocolate sprinkles are great, but you can't have chocolate sprinkles all over everything. You can't have a plate full of chocolate sprinkles. So I got to just be a sprinkle. That's how I view myself, and it's a great. Uh, it's a great analogy, Rick, and it really is. Chocolate sprinkles. <laughs> You're welcome. So let's talk about ZZK. First of all, uh, check, testing one, two, check, one, two, sibilance. sibilance. We are back. Sibilance. All right. Now, I know this is going to start another conspiracy theory. I know. Uh, our, our, our Rick and Bubba University this weekend is Jason Whitlock, right after everybody claimed Fox News cut him off. Right. Uh, and he explained that that didn't happen, that they just went to a hard break. And, and he Tuck- really said all he wants to say. Yeah, and, and Tucker had lost side of the fact that he was supposed to go to break. We've bad all host, there. bad host. Now, I know that in the world of conspiracy theories and that if you're listening to us on ZZK, you're convinced that when we were playing back all the different scriptures that tell us the historical moment of Good Friday and the redemption of all who repent, that when ZZK went off the air, that that was somehow them not wanting you to hear that. Right. That 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 was not that. It was some sort of now. Now, if you want to say that uh, you know Big Red went up to the tower and tried to knock it off the air, yeah, I mean, yeah, kept I, I, kicking around. Yeah, I mean, you could. Yep. But they the ZZK has never ever ever tried to limit um, the freedom we have on this show to talk about um, our faith, and um, so I'm sorry that happened and the timing of it, of course. Was was just as bad as it could be. I mean, because it, it it sounds like that you know we are we're t- we're talking about Jesus and, and, and a radio station cut us off. That right. that didn't happen. No. So I, I don't want that. And to, you may not even be hearing us give you this explanation. Well, they said we we're back. Are we back? Yeah, they yeah, said we're back. We're back. Yeah, I was waiting on that because I, I got all excited. I did not hear that. Well, I got all excited a minute ago and told Speedy. I got to tell everybody. He goes, well, you might want to make sure we're back. For yeah, a yeah. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. We got word we're back. Yeah, so 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 we're back, or at least we were told that. I, I hope we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Hello. So, so any, any, anyway. Cats are back. Well, cats are back. All cats that, are back. On that note, and I was <laughs> laughing again. Now, remember when we go to commercial break, okay? When we're broadcasting normally, and you know the the feed doesn't go away. We're right. just we're just going to break on purpose. Right. When we hit that little closure, which I don't want to talk shop inside, but that that's what it's called. All kinds of commercials start everywhere. Okay? Yeah, so, at all the different yeah, stations. So sometimes, yeah. if it's a local break, it's all the local spots, and if the network break, most all those stations but one hear all those. Okay, uh, or if they're on barter, you might hear half of it. But anyway, I was told that when we did this story last hour about how we've got to change the name of the planet Uranus, mm-hmm. and we played the. English talking woman trying to be serious about yeah. you know a cloud over Uranus mm-hmm. and all that. That when we went to the break, that the first commercial they heard was a company called the Crack Guys. All right, all right. Yeah, you. <laughs> you, you the irony you can't, of that. You can't make this stuff. And, up. and those kind of things happen all the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it happens. It seems like a lot. Right. You know when we're talking about something, and then there'll be some comedic tie-in to the first commercial that you hear after that. But it. Uh, that uh, that was certainly one of them. I guess that one was probably just in Birmingham, but uh, yeah, uh, that was that's pretty funny. That's hilarious. That's okay, very funny. all right, here we go. Well, I always said this. Yeah. yeah, man, glad you guys just came back on. Hmm, played scriptures and they cut you off. That now that now it looks like ZZK is going woke. 
No. They're just, no. Like, they're just like ZZK. No, they're I mean, just like CNN. No, no. That, that, it, that didn't happen. No. Okay. It, just it, it, just right. a transmitter it, it, right. issue. Now, I know. Now, I can't help that. That's the way it looked. Right? Now, there's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But, but yeah, I mean, and if you're ZZK, you're like, you can't have nothing. Why couldn't that go off when they were talking about Uranus? <laughs> I know. You know? And uh, so, uh, I mean, they, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, so it's everybody. I know we're all. Hey, everybody look, be cool. I, everybody be cool. I know it's. Hey, it, it's out there. It's. Ooh, it's. You know how you you, you say yeah, everybody's it. on guard. Look, and I, I, I appreciate. We got a tender yeah. box out there, Bubba. Yeah, tender, tender, easy start a fire. Don't up play now. with matches. Yeah. Um, all right, so some things that we have not covered today. So Cindy McCain has kind of uh, became a big story today. Uh, this is the widow of John McCain. Um, you know what? If if your husband's gone on in, is there any need for her to say this? I you know, mean, I, 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 I have not heard the clip. I, I saw what she said. Let's hear it. I, I'm I'm really confused in the context that right. this came. She's up. being interviewed by somebody here, and this is involving Jeffrey Epstein. You know the the evil Jeffrey Epstein, and she's going to tell us in this clip that uh, that her husband was aware of how wicked he was and intentionally said nothing. So uh, we'll just let Is her... Is that what she meant? Well, to say? well let's see. Here, here we go. It hides in plain sight. Epstein was hiding in plain sight. We all knew about him. We all knew what he was doing. But we had no one that was... No um, uh, legal aspect that would go after him. They were afraid of him. For whatever reason, they were afraid of him. So, so she's saying that 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 there was no no case you could bring up against him, and so it so was, the it was fearless be- John McCain, right. who has stood up to Prisoner all war, kind of things that, yeah. on the Senate floor, knew Jeffrey Epstein was trafficking underage girls and did nothing about it. I mean, that's what she said, right? Am I hearing that wrong? She said we all knew. Yeah, right. all knew. Like we yeah. all knew. Are, we, Everybody in the swamp knew. I guess. So. I guess what I'm trying to say for clarification, is she saying she knew something wasn't right? Or did she know exactly what was going Let's on? Because there's a big difference. Let's hear it again. Oh, sorry. I'm just, I was just showing some just random pictures uh, of Epstein. Yeah. Just, this is just <laughs> random, some random pictures. There random is. Pictures. There's old Billy C. Oh, that is Bill Clinton with him. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sure. Right. Right. <laughs> Bill Clinton being around him is like Bubba and I hanging out with somebody that runs Krispy Kreme. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Not so a good comment. Birds of a feather. All right. All right here, here we go. It hides in plain sight. Epstein was hiding in plain sight. We all knew about him. We all knew what he was doing. But we had no one that was, no um, uh, legal aspect that would go after him. They were afraid of him. For whatever reason, they were afraid of him. So we all knew what he was doing. That they knew what he was doing. They tried to get action, but the people in charge of that refused to do it. Is that not? Is that what she's saying? She was saying that no one would take legal action against him. Meaning we all knew what he was doing. So that's confirmed. But I'm going to give her benefit of the doubt. She said we couldn't get anybody to take any legal action against him because, because they, were, they afraid. were afraid of him for whatever reason. I think I know what she's trying to communicate. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she said it in the best way. Well, no. the fact that they're talking about co- combating human trafficking, uh, I mean, uh, I think that's the topic there on stage. Mm-hmm. It's and, pretty and obvious like, what they were talking about. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, she, again, I think she was referring to, you know, we knew it. We were trying to get something done about it, and nobody would do anything. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's a f- more fair way to say it. Mm-hmm. It's still you want to say, why were you not using your platform to say this must stop? I know what's going on. Yeah, you I, are I just, in a unique I, position. I, I, I just, you do have it, to answer for that a little I bit. I just find it hard to believe that a senior uh, senator in the United States Senate, one of the leaders, 
could not get something done yeah. if they had prosecutable evidence that something was being done illegal, especially that on that topic. Right. I just I don't know. Maybe she maybe she should have said it even plainer or different. I don't know. But yeah. that, that really doesn't reflect good on her or the senators, what I'm trying it to say. It does not. No, it doesn't. Because even if I couldn't couldn't get legal to do something, if I'm in the position that these people are and the powerful platforms they have, I can get in a bully pulpit and try to make something happen, even if I can't get anybody in law enforcement. He'd to go that. to the to the microphone in the Senate that, exactly. and make a speech Absolutely, and, yeah. and put it in the record, and then everybody knows about it. Exactly. Uh, and he definitely killed himself in prison, um, although he did have some broken bones in his neck that are more consistent with homicide. That's that's weird. Also, the both of the guards that were watching him, both guards fell asleep. Yeah, uh, and that, the that camera went out. And, and two cameras, actually, yeah. were right. watching yeah. the cell. I'm uh, sure that was all just yeah. the coincidence. That's crazy. Fifteen minutes past the hour. Bonkers. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thank you for being here in the studio with us, too, our guest on this Good Friday. All right, so, Bubba, there, you know, we, we're going, today's Good Friday, we're going into uh, Easter weekend, and, uh, you know, some of the things, you know, on the uh, the secular side of Easter, and, and, and they do all have um, a... a, a a pagan history, but but it's right. you know if it yeah, well, like, I can't I can't help what people used to do right, or what well, they're going to do. But well, I'm, I'm controlled today. I heard uh, Harry Reader uh, talking about this. I get to listen to his um, little um, yep. he refle- does a great reflections on the way in, and he was talking about that. And I've talked to you know other um, uh, church leaders uh, about some of this stuff, and 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 I thought he made a good point. He said, you know. It is true that the eggs and all this go back to the fertility gods, and and there's there's a pagan background to all of it. He said, but when my grandchildren go out and hunt colored eggs, they aren't going out there, you know, praying to God for fertility uh, or to the gods, or no. even have any concept that it's about <laughs> fertility. No. He goes, they're just trying to find colored eggs. Yeah. But our, but he said, and then I thought this was a very profound statement from this man of God. He said, "I think when you get into this kind of stuff, and there are certain things we should be careful of. I'm not, I'm not diminishing that importance, but he said you might want to ask the question that's really more important, not to go down and wonder, talk about what you're not going to do." He said, "What may be more important is I would ask the question: What are you going to do? Are you going to put it in its proper position this weekend? Right. What you're going to do is probably more important than what you say you're not going to do." Uh, is is to, to 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 be sure you do what you were told to do this weekend, and that is to remember and to continue uh, to go into all the nations, telling them what Christ has done. But anyway, one of the things that's uh, that can be fun is a chocolate bunny, and and Bubba, did you know that we we have now uh, the, the American <laughs> who who made the legendary chocolate bunny, and I guess his name is Robert Lincoln Strohecker. Is that how you say his last name? What a name. Wow. Yeah. Well, we're name. going with Rick. Yeah, he's Now, here's what you're going to oh, I told Adler to see if he could find this picture. He may, I don't know if he can find you. Yeah, could. there it is. Look at the first one, Bubba. They think this thing was it – was, it was, they think it's, his ears is – They night. think he, this guy was not that tall, but they said this thing is over five feet tall. 
And look at this chocolate bunny that he made. Where did he it's, get that much chocolate? I mean, at? he it's gigantic. Mm-hmm. Bubba like say that. It was a solid chocolate rabbit, which are the only ones I acknowledge. Yeah, I like oh, solid. Wow. Yeah. Solid. Do you feel guilty bringing this up in front of Greg? Of course, they're doing that because thing of your childhood you... when you used to take okay, them. Okay, so they can I get through one of these? He's got was bringing this up. Yeah, yeah. He's going to point out something. They're that doing that thing where they stick it close he's to the behind camera. It. Yeah, yeah, we got it behind it. We got that. It's like he's holding a fish. We get it. We get it. It's a five-foot bunny, Greg. But no the history way. says it was around five feet. Well, he, or per- he's a midget. Or perhaps even taller. No, you could still have Little that person. and do what you're talking about. You Can I tell that? you what it looks like? It looks like the bunny is sitting in front of a mirror. Mm-hmm. And then he's way back across yes. the room in his picture. And what I think it looks that's like. What it, is. it does. Are you saying that he attempted to take a selfie? But anyway, so th- th- <laughs> he did. Good. He displayed this outside his Pennsylvania, outside Pennsylvania retailers in 1890. That makes sense. Pennsylvania, Hershey. Now he did not do this <laughs> intending for, for people to eat one this large. It was almost like you do the things out in front of the car lot. Yeah. Okay. He, he put this but out. But he did it with chocolate. But it's going to melt. Well, Bubba, Bubba asked the question, where do you get that much chocolate? Well, that's, they have access If there. he's a chocolatier, mm-hmm. it, no problem. Yeah. But he did yeah. this. Where did he get that big mold? Made he it. did this to promote smaller versions of what he deemed the new Easter sweets, which were born out of a German tradition, mm-hmm. of course. Mm, sure. And the sales of chocolate Easter bunnies. Pictures bogus. I love this line. This when he did this, the sale of chocolate bunnies <laughs> multiplied just like rabbits <laughs> at an alarming rate. Do y'all like the baby. hollow chocolate ones or the ones that solid. are solid? solid. I, like solid. I will not eat a hollow one. I don't consider them the real thing. I, I've always disappointed. I'm just glad to have. I'm just glad to have the chocolate. I don't care how it is. Solid man. is the only one that counts. <laughs> I love solid. Hollow. They don't taste right. There's something wrong with the chocolate. It's, do y'all, it's do, y'all, good. do y'all just eat them or do y'all break them apart? I, I, I eat the ears off first. Yes. I break okay, them. There you go. I break them. <laughs> I eat the ears. I break them first. and share them. <laughs> Made a lot of people happy, Rick. Yeah. That you ate. The, you eat and the I, ears I first. hold the whole thing and I go ear, head, and then I begin to nibble on the shoulders and come all the way through. <laughs> yes. Yes. The, this like is the way. Dog. This is the way. Yeah. <laughs> His ears and head first to go. <laughs> that is a big old bunny. What do you think that thing weighs? It ain't that big. Greg, they said they, they're, Greg, we're they're saying assume, it's five we're, foot. We're going to assume that. The, <laughs> Let's just call uh, it five foot. That, yes, it's not as big as it looks, but it's five I feet. I think it's Greg. on a table. It, we're going to assume that it is what it, they say it is, okay? How, how much it weighs? About an Adler. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. So there you go, Adler. Are you 170? Uh, yeah, I'm 165 right now. Okay, one still solid, a lot of muscle. Solid, solid muscle. Solid muscle. Solid. He can hardly float. He's so Lean. much muscle. Adler, remember, let others say these things. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I, I was just about to say it. Okay. Thank and you. And it would have resonated more. But this yeah. this rabbit is, is five feet tall, so it's pretty, pretty tall. Pretty tall. <laughs> <laughs> Getting up there. I uh, so yeah. made it three feet tall. I, you're the Easter. The buckets, the East, you know, with the Easter Bunny brings. Been Easter How brands. long? Basket? Baskets. Yeah, yeah, we, 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 baskets. we have like ten buckets for the for the uh, boys. We have. That's why I guess I called it that. They're all painted <laughs> well, up. Well, they're grown. Put their name on the side. They're still. They're uh, grown. The and I've tried to bucket. Right? I, yeah. I've uh, I've tried to tell Terry that they probably don't need that still. But um, oh no, they won't. Uh, but don't. anyway, how long do you let the the chocolate Easter Bunny sit before you eat it? How many no, days? Not long. Tell me if the kids ignore oh, it. Yep. Not, not long. Oh, Bubba, I have the number. I have the number. I would go about three or four, and then day I, three, I'm reaching for it. Yeah, I have the number. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's it. multiple Adlers. 
They estimate that the massive money, and I dread, yeah. I'm just going to take Greg's mic and turn it off. Okay. Well, it's right. solid chocolate. you got to think. They that's... estimate the bunny weighed four to 500 pounds. Wow. Whoa. And would cost $10,000 to make today. Mm. Believe it. Mm-hmm. I turned it off because I didn't want to hear you say that. Yeah. I, I knew you four were... to 500 pounds. Greg, I wasn't there. I didn't weigh the bunny. Okay, I'm just telling you that. We're just going off what they say. Yeah, I didn't measure the bunny. I didn't weigh the bunny. The thousand pound sisters yeah, Greg, weigh that. Greg, I know. I knew all, everything. Always goes back to the thousand pound well, sisters. Well, I'm just saying, you said big though. You tell me that bunny weighs as much as the smallest thousand pound. Greg, sister. would you be okay if I? <laughs> She's just, like it between four and five. Would you be okay if I would just say that some German guy in Pennsylvania? The, to promote selling little chocolate bunnies, made a really big one. He did, and and kind of like they do a massive sub sandwich. Yeah, he had to exaggerate in the picture, but yeah. right, right. All right. So we're looking at Big Boy right now. You don't like no, it's big not food, it's not as tall no, as I don't Big like Boy. Big food. You don't like oversized. Food. I hate oversized. No, food. No, yeah, that's kind of what we're looking. All at. All I can think about is nobody could eat this bunny. It's driving me crazy. Oh yeah, no. it's not for eating. It's, it's mm-hmm. like right. a giant pumpkin. Right. I want how long for it melted. He was about as big as Big Boy, but just yeah, picture so, Big Boy being yeah. solid chocolate. Right. Yeah. I bet he'd be heavy. You. Four mm. to five hundred pounds. Yeah, Greg, and I'll go low. We'll say four hundred. Four. It's probably. Did you eat the? Did you eat the chocolate bunnies in front of him, or did you like steal it from him and he didn't know? No, well, Greg didn't get. Bunnies. He would replace it with Peeps. The Easter bunny. <laughs> the Easter bunny <laughs> gave, gave me two and gave him none and gave him extra Peeps. So. Sticking with it. Oh, I don't know how the bunny did that, but oh, you got extra Peeps. It was like that. Yeah, that's oh. what I would say. Oh man, you got extra Peeps. Oh, he didn't strong arm it. He tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> He couldn't strong arm me. Yeah. I wouldn't let it happen. You got extra peeps. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Oh, wow, I got an extra bunny. And I then guess. I thought somebody was giving bad information to the Easter bunny because I don't like peeps. It's good sales. It's good sales, Rick. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You noticed on our, our video list today and our stories to cover, Dinesh D'Souza. Now, you remember Carrie Lake, uh, who, who, who was out alleging uh, that the gubernatorial race was stolen from her in Arizona, correct? Right. Yeah. right. Yep. And uh, kind of real like, close race. Yeah, kind of like Trump said that the presidential right. election was stolen from him. Well, Dinesh D'Souza is going to claim in this video and in the audio you'll be listening to that Carrie Lake has a chance to prove she was robbed of this governorship. Yeah, I have not seen the clip, so I was curious as to why he was bringing this up. All right, so here he is. Let's listen and watch people are so arrogant they are essentially feel like we're not accountable to anybody we run the process we run the system so we're going to run it our way uh and look the problems with this election in arizona go far beyond the issue of signature matching signature matching is the issue that's going to be looked at but it's a much bigger issue the bigger issue is simply this um that on election day these uh, tabulators, which were working perfectly fine before and were wor- working perfectly fine in other parts of the state, suddenly basically break down. And it's not one or two of them. It's the majority of them break down at the same time during the critical hours when Republicans are trying to vote on Election Day. And so it's almost as if the Maricopa guys devised a perfect scheme. The perfect scheme is let's have a glitch and let's make it a big one and let's make it in the crucial area of the state and let's make it on the day that Republicans are pledged to get out and vote. And this is a way to disrupt the Republican vote. And that is exactly what seems to have happened. Now, there's an expert witness that Kerry Lake has found who has apparently decades of experience in the printing industry. He's looking at the fact that these tabulations 
calculators weren't working and apparently they weren't working because of a mismatch between the size of the paper and the tabulator. And this expert goes that in his opinion, he's filed an affidavit to this effect, quote, an intentional change was made to the printers affecting the day of election ballots. In other words, you can't just by kind of carelessness, oh, you know what, let's print it on a different size paper and it's not going to work. No, somebody decided, hey, I've got an idea. What about if we print the paper at a different size? It's kind of like knowing that your paper is not going to feed into the tabulator or into the printer. So this is a deliberate action, even though in legal terms, sometimes deliberate action is very difficult to prove. And it may well be that this is why the court decided to focus only on the signature matching issue. Now, Kerry Lake is confident that even on that issue, if there is an honest accounting, she will prevail. And on that issue alone, she will win and she will be uh, in the governor's office. In fact, there have been people who've been saying, oh, Kerry Lake, give it up. Oh, Kerry Lake, there's, an, uh, there's a Senate seat opening up in Arizona next year. Why don't you run for that? But Gary Lake's like, no, uh, in a sense, she's a bit like Trump. She, she believes, hey, if I won, if I really won, I, I'm going to try every measure to make sure that I get the legal office that was duly handed to me by the voters through a legitimate election process. And so you, you, so they think they found something. One of them, he said, harder to prove, but the signature will be easier to prove, and the court's going to focus on that. Both of them are going to be hard to prove. Mm-hmm. It's, at this point, it's yeah. going to be very, very difficult to get, I think, prosecutable evidence that will stand up in court. That so. was such a joke that day. We played the footage of voters being turned away. Oh, Sorry, yeah, the yeah. machine's not working. Come back later. Go to another place. Oh, yeah. What a joke that was that day. Yeah. Yeah, well, and he's he's trying. they're trying to prove that that was not random. Uh, it was set up to have the glitch and have the problem at the at the at the perfect time to make a difference. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you a way around this, and I think we need to be wiser next time around is a lot of Republicans need to vote in advance, yep. early voting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't wait till there's one day mm-hmm. that can be sabotaged. Right. And that's how you can get around a lot of that. Yep. Don't be see, we're the last ones in. So what you do is you 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 get the early lead and then make them play catch up. Yep. With the live vote. Yep. So uh, so we'll see how that goes. <clears throat> also um, uh, looking at two A Adler uh, 2A, uh, since we're, we're talking about uh, the things that are going on, you know, the beautiful thing about the times we're living in is there's audio and video that captures All historic right. moments, and we have plenty, a lot of it. plenty of it. We're going to do a flashback now, and we're going to go back to watch the media when former Democratic presidential candidate John Ed- Edwards was indicted. Yeah, we remember this. You, you remember when this yep. happened. Um, now, remember what they've been saying about Trump being indicted. Keep that in th- at the forefront of your mind. And now we're going to go back in time to the same uh, media that that existed at that time, <laughs> the ones that are still here today. Uh, and this is the, the media then reacting to a Democratic presidential candidate, as you keep pointing out, Bubba, that Trump is a candidate. John Edwards was indicted. Here we go. There are growing questions tonight over whether the government overreached in its indictment of former presidential candidate John Edwards. Edwards is accused of using campaign funds to hide an extramarital affair. There are growing questions over the indictment of former presidential candidate John Edwards for allegedly using campaign funds to hide an affair. Did the government overreach? This looks like one of those things you read about in third world countries or in India or somewhere, Pakistan, where they get somebody who's been out of office a couple of years, get them while they're down, hit them with some incredible charge with campaign funding that nobody's ever heard of. 
it before and put them away for a while. It just looks like revenge against the party, <laughs> against somebody who lost an election. Even if most of the facts prove true, there already is controversy over whether it all amounts to a federal crime. Critics blast the government's case against the former presidential candidate. Why they say what he did may not have been against the law today. So I guess the question is, is, is CAD or criminal? I mean, there are people who are saying that this indictment is very questionable. A Washington Post editorial said it is troubling that the Justice Department would choose to devote its scarce resources to pursuing this questionable case. Even some of those with no love for Edwards are scratching their heads over the charges. Even some who find Edwards' behavior despicable question the strength of this case. Leave him alone. I mean, why waste our effort on that? What are your, what's your political view? Do you think there's politics in this prosecute? Was it just a Republican U.S. attorney going after this guy, sticking around to do the dirty work for the R's? <laughs> wow. It, it, it's all different based on who it is, isn't yep. it? Yeah, you saw a lot of, well, we're asking questions, allegedly, reportedly. Well, and, and now, boy, they, is were, an they, were, they were trying to keep from jumping up and down on Tuesday. This is what happens in Banana Republics oh, yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and uh, this is clearly a political move to hurt his chances of being a, a, a good candidate. And, uh, on, on, you know, is, does this, is this even a federal crime? We may not like the behavior. <laughs> He was funneling uh, nearly a million dollars in donations to his pregnant mistress. Meanwhile, his wife was getting cancer treatment. Yeah, remember that, that was yeah. that was yeah. a great what, situation. That's what made it look so bad. Oh my goodness! Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you <laughs> yeah. talk about horrible. But, and when, when but it, even they're saying, "Why do we care about this?" I mean, this is this is clearly politics. <laughs> this is revenge, political revenge. Um, when y'all see thirty-four counts or whatever it is against Trump. Uh, that's actually just a copy and paste of the yeah. same charge over and over and over again. It's it's the same charge. So when people keep repeating it's 34 charges against him, that's, that is what that is. And they're actually just taking a misdemeanor and trying to upgrade it to a federal felony. Mm -hmm. There are so many things here in which... The, this, the case against Trump is not strong. Yeah, I mean, even after they unveiled all that, you really had a problem trying to find out what the big crime yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you would think, uh, since they were so fired up about it, they would tell you that right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah well, and then they said, well, we don't, legally, we don't have to tell you what yeah. the other crime is. It's called is. stacking what yeah. Adler is referring to. <laughs> phone I mean, calls. eventually, don't you have to tell me what I'm charged yeah. for? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll take your phone calls next. Lines are available. 866-WE-BE-BIG. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. And Sam is ready for a baby prediction. Come on, Sammy. Sam in our golden ticket seat, Sam Redman. She wants a baby prediction today. Congratulations. Congratulations. How are y'all? We're doing great. We hope you're okay. Oh, I'm, I'm doing good. So how far along are you? Um, I'm 10 days away. 10 days Ooh, okay. away. So you think you know the gender of the baby. I think so. Uh, are you just going to wait and let them decide later in their life when they make big decisions at eight? That's a negative. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, all right. So, um, so you think you know? Is, is this first child with dad? It is. It oh, is. Good. Okay. So we don't have any trends yeah. yet. Uh, so tell us what he does for a living. Well, um, he owns a audio visual company and a wedding production company. So, oh. and now um, he can actually call our former intern, Young Scruggs. That's really right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now, does he go out and actually on these events? Does he work hard, he does. sweat, move he a does. lot of equipment? He's yes. not just a, a desk jockey. No, no. Okay. He hauls the speakers and yeah, he does all the things. Sets up all the stuff. Yes. Yeah. What about hobbies away from work? 
Other than the obvious. Does he have those? Um, and he, does he, play, he's, he, does he hunt um, fish? He doesn't. He's an audiovisual guy, so okay. he helps out at church. Would, he does. So it, he just AVs all the time. He AVs all the time. And I, and I don't mean this in a negative way because we have some of this here even on the show. Would you say he would? He, so he's a little more geekish? No. Oh, okay. No. no. Okay. No. 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 Not at all. I didn't mean that in a bad way. I'm oh, no, sure. no, no. Tech, yeah. no. you're good. He's he's techish, but yeah. um, he is he's a very manly man. Understood. Mm-hmm. Yes. Understood. Wow. He would fit in real well with y'all. Okay. And, and <laughs> there you go. And I'm glad you see that as a compliment. Well, um, all right. Know. So uh, let's talk about how your body has reacted to this pre- uh, to this pregnancy. Okay. Uh, do you sense that the hair on your legs has grown more or less, or about the same? Um, a little less. No Are doubt sure? less. No yes. doubt less. Yes. Hmm. But it's not showing up somewhere else. On my belly. Is oh, that it too is? much oh. information? No, we were, not, we were, we were <laughs> about to ask. That's actually important. Very important. Very important. Very important. Look, I'm sorry. I've listened to the show for a long time, so I know you're going to ask that at some point anyway. <laughs> that was the next question. Yeah. As Bubba asked, so so hair has grown on your stomach that normally doesn't. Yes. Okay. How about that face? Bubba, you want to ask about cravings? Well, what about your cravings? More salty or sweet from six months on, like now? I could eat crystals every day, so I would say salty. Salty? Mm. Much to to my husband's chagrin that I crystals every day. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I like good crystals. All right. Me too. Like eating popcorn. Uh, Bubba, if we, if, if well, wait, okay, yeah, we you haven't asked about the dad. Really. Yeah. What kind of underwears he normally wears? He do briefs. That means the tight boxer briefs are just briefs. He's a brief. Are guy. loose boxers. Uh, well, loose boxers really. He yeah. wears loose. That's two Not, different answers. Well, it is two different answers. Does he wear loose boxers? Does he wear boxer briefs or briefs? Or does he go commando? Oh, um, he is just a, I'll say boxers. Let's go with boxers. Loose boxers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They are loose. They are loose because okay. I wonder how he gets two pairs of pants. Oh, okay. There you go. And that's important. Well, Bubba, I, I know what I would say. Yeah, I, I, we believe that you are going to have a baby girl. Oh, my gosh. We're going to die. <laughs> so what do you think you're having? We think we're having a boy. I, I'm it, telling it, you, it, it's not going to happen. Oh the cravings <laughs> is what is throwing us off. Mm. I, I thought you were going to say sweet. Yeah, well, I mean, and I if could, you'd have said sweet, it would be it yeah. would be a boy. I could go for a dip cone from Dairy Queen at any moment, Bubba. too, but I but really sweet. want crystals all the time. Oh, crystals! You're not having twins, right? No. Oh gosh. And the, uh, <laughs> and the loose boxers also lean female as well. See, isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm, it well. is. Uh, well, that's if, his if, mama. So if she'll, it, she'll uh, get me if we're wrong. Well, <laughs> if, if it's going to if it's going to be a little girl, she'll be very athletic. Well, that would that would trend on par because yeah. I was very tomboy. So okay. Well, um, congratulations. Thank Let us know. So yeah, and Let we do. Know we how it comes we out. do need to know because you, you would be important to our ongoing yes. success rate. I, I do want to make sure you're successful. Well, we don't. Stay on the <laughs> I will say this: well, until that child is here, and they look at you and say, "It is a baby boy." We're we're immovable on baby girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, at that point, we have to be. Because the you know the results are in. I understand. But uh, well, we're told that really doesn't count. Well, anymore. Yeah. but I, to me, it still <laughs> well, you, does. Yeah, you know, we're, we're you're telling you them what they're going to sign it. To yeah, you, right. Greg. What I'm saying is, we're old school when it comes to gender. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> about, yeah. Right. Yeah. We go by not, the beep test. Yeah. It's not near as complicated as that. Yeah. No, it, it really isn't. So congratulations, yeah. Steve. So, so there much. she, it, there she right, is, uh, <laughs> Sam Redman. There you go, Sammy. Tell your husband we said hello. Everybody say. There you go.
There you go. But Bubba, that we'll see that that one will be interesting. Uh, yeah. And let me let me say, guys, it is it goes so fast. I feel like I was in the hospital with Ruby just like two three months ago. She's about to turn three. Uh, and, and she is growing up so fast, guys. She's asking oh, me great. questions now. Oh yeah. Like, does Jesus like bananas? Oh. And where's where's Jesus's house and things like that? You know, with Easter, we're talking a lot about Jesus stuff. Oh yeah. And man, that and Daddy, can you screw this top back on for me, please? Was the sentence that was said to me last night? I'm just wow. like, kid. Oh Where'd my goodness, come? you're just. Where did you land on bananas? Jesus loves bananas, and he made bananas, too. Oh, so, so, yeah, so how do you know he likes them? He made them. As a man. Well, Who doesn't we, we like don't bananas? Know. We <laughs> don't. Who doesn't like bananas? <laughs> we don't know biblically if he liked bananas. We do know he liked figs. There we do go. know that. Yes. Yes. Matter of fact, it gets angry if they're not there. That's right. That's right. That's right. Put, course, it, man. put it on the tree if yeah. it didn't produce. He, he was... He was Teaching a bigger message, right. but they did upset him. <laughs> yeah. uh, did did and I'm, this is me showing ignorance a little bit with the Middle East. Did did they have access to bananas? I'm going to say yes, but I don't know. Plantains. I don't remember. Yeah. Let's any, go plantains. I don't remember any story about the disciples stopping mm-hmm. on a road to having a banana. You, and he broke I just up don't the banana. Really remember that? You, you never, broke the bananas in that. No, that no, wasn't. You didn't no, hear no. when the feeding, of fish, the feeding of, of the five thousand and the four thousand, which yeah. had to be frustrating to him when they asked him again. Yeah. But but it has to be extremely frustrating. But you never heard them ever say we've got fish and some bananas. We know bread. Yeah. We know fish. We know wine. We know figs. We know wine. Was there figs? Figs. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Could have been banana bread. You know, you never grain, a lot of leaven yeah. and unleavened bread, yeah. like you said, yeah. Bubba. But, but not so. Jesus likes vegetables too. So, you're trying to make happy plates, is what yeah. you're trying. Yeah. To do. Right? Probably don't want to lie about Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's, Rick, that's well, a I'm, good he point. created everything. Yeah. No, he so, made I think he, he I think made, you lean yes on these. Right. I think I like. Could that. be part of the fall. Yeah. English peas definitely part of the fall. You may be right. You got mosquitoes, thorns, and English peas. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. That's great. All right. Well, happy uh, Good Friday to everybody. I hope you have a great weekend. And uh, it is a it is much to celebrate. Yeah. Uh, sin and death being defeated. It's a big Truly one. is a good Friday. It's a biggie. Uh, thanks for being with us. Our website's Rick and Bubba. Spell out the word and.com. Get everything you need to know about the Rick and Bubba show and then some right there. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Hey, it's Rick and Bubba. Happy Easter weekend. Monday, a brand new Rick and Bubba show. Rick, it'll be a big and busy show as always. We want you to join us. We'll recap a busy Easter weekend and kick off a new week together. All Monday on a brand new Rick and Bubba show. Thanks for listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. To catch the entire show and for all things Rick and Bubba, go to rickandbubba.com, spell out Amy. Lord willing, we will catch you on the next edition of the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.